You're listening to Life Simply Better with Zoe Galitzis, episode 18, Constant Interruptions. Do you wish you could stay caught up at work without logging on at night? Do you wish you had plenty of time for your family and for taking care of yourself? If you're feeling overwhelmed by the never-ending stream of emails, meetings, and laundry, then Life Simply Better is for you. This is the podcast for busy working moms who are already experiencing success in their careers, but want to simplify their lives and create more time for what matters most. I'm your host and coach, Zoe Galitzis, and you can find out more at lifesimplybetter.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. How is your week going? I am good. <laughs> I I am interested to record a podcast right now because honestly, I just we are having a day today. It's Saturday afternoon right now. And I feel like every member of our family has snapped at the other person. So this is one of those times where I am reminded that All of the stuff I talk about on the podcast has helped me so much, and I still have so much to learn. It really is a practice that you just keep going with. You never get perfect, but it just feels good to do it. So I'm actually hoping that I can use this recording to coach myself a little bit because I honestly, I kind of need it right now. But you know, right? It's just one of those days. We don't have to be perfect all the time. So today, fittingly, I picked the topic of constant interruptions. In my own life, as a busy working mom with three little kids, this feels like my life a lot of times. A lot of times my day just feels like a series of interruptions. You are at work and the interruptions take the form of, you know, people stopping by and needing help, sending IMs, getting a million bazillion emails, right? And then you get home and The scenery has changed, but it's still kind of the same story of, you know, someone needs more milk and someone needs a diaper change and someone else needs help with their homework and on and on and on it goes. And it seems like I can say last night, at least it it literally goes up until the point that I go to sleep, right? So how do we manage a life of constant interruptions. How do we manage a life of constant interruptions and still be able to have some semblance of sanity and also even have time to make the contributions we really want to make? This podcast is a great example of that. It's something that's really important to me. Um, But a lot of the time today included, it's felt like I'm never going to get to recording it because there's just so many things happening to me every second of the day. So I want to unpack being interrupted a little bit and talk about uh, what it really means, why it bugs us, and how you can hopefully manage it better in your own life, some really practical suggestions for that, and, and just feel less stressed out by it. So the first thing that I want to talk about is the fact that it takes two to get interrupted. I know it doesn't feel that way. I know it feels like the interruption just happens to us. We're just sitting there peacefully minding our own business and bam, 
a coworker or a kid or whomever interrupts us and needs something. And it feels like because of that, it's not in our control, right? I think it's one of those feelings. And I think one of the reasons it gets so frustrating for us is because we feel like it's not in our control. It's just this out of control world that's kind of getting in our getting in our face and, and asking us to do stuff. But I really want you to think about that because you truly are making a choice when you respond to the interruption. You don't have to respond. And I think it's important to recognize that. And I'm not making this as just this sort of academic point to make like, well, technically you don't have to respond. But I want you to really think about that because it's important to understand that to take back control of the situation. If it's true that it only takes one person, the other person, to create an interruption, then we're kind of stuck, right? They really are just happening to us. We're kind of the the victim of these interruptions. But if we can acknowledge and if we can see the possibility that it takes us responding and that's a choice we make, then we have a little control over the situation and we can actually make decisions about what we want to do about it. And I want you to think about sometimes when you're kind of, maybe you're on your phone and you're sort of lost uh, in an email that you're reading. You're really, and I say lost in it, but I mean, you're, you're really focused on it. You're absorbed in doing that. And your partner says something to you, your spouse says something to you, and you don't even hear them. And then a second later, they're like, did you hear me? Can you answer that question? Right. That's an example of an interruption where we don't respond like, because we don't even consciously register that it's happening because we're so absorbed in another activity. So it takes us paying attention to the interruption and responding to it to truly make it an interruption. And that is our choice. Even if it doesn't feel like a choice, it is a choice that we're making. Now you have some options here, right? Like <laughs> last night, I was getting frustrated by all of the interruptions from my kids. I was in the living room. They were in their bedrooms upstairs. It is supposed to be, you know, having some nice quiet playtime. But of course, that's not what it was. Um, anything but. And they kept coming down to the living room and interrupting me. And I was getting so frustrated by that. And then I realized I could go to another room, right? Like I could go down to the basement, I could go in the guest room, and I could just remove myself physically. And it's the same thing at work too. If you have something you really need to be heads down doing, you can go on Do Not Disturb, you can go to another uh, you know, meeting room or another office where people can't really track you down. You can make it harder for people to interrupt you that way just by changing your physical location. And you can also respond in a way that puts your own needs first. Now, this is tricky because we feel really uncomfortable doing that. So when you are trying to get your inbox clear in the morning, for example, so that you can go through your day with, uh, with a clear picture of what you need to do and not have a million emails staring at you every time you leave a meeting, um, if you're setting aside time in the morning to do that and you've made that commitment to yourself, let's say you're going to spend 30 minutes clearing out your inbox first thing in the morning and sort of planning your day. And then someone walks up to you to chat 
and it's someone you like and you want to be friendly with. And so then there goes our half hour that we plan to um, take for ourselves and clear out our inbox and plan our day, right? Because someone interrupted you and now you're chit-chatting with them. And it feels really uncomfortable (laughs) to us to say, "I I can't talk right now. Or it's not even that you can't talk, but say, you know what, I'm, I'm working through this right now. Can we connect a little bit later? It feels uncomfortable for us to say that. And I think it's really interesting that it feels so uncomfortable for us to sort of deny the interruption in that way, decline to uh, respond or spend time on the interruption. That feels so uncomfortable to us when we're spending time doing something for ourselves. If that same person came up to you to chit chat and you were, it was two minutes before you had a meeting scheduled with your boss, you wouldn't have a 20 minute conversation with them, right? You would say, hey, great seeing you. Can we connect later? I'm on my way to a meeting with my boss. That wouldn't feel uncomfortable to us. That would feel totally comfortable because it's a commitment to another person. But all of a sudden, when it's a commitment to ourselves, whether it's a work commitment, like clearing out your inbox, or whether it's a commitment at home, like you're taking 30 minutes to just read a book you've been looking forward to and unwind, all of a sudden, when that commitment is to ourselves and we're spending the time for ourselves, investing that in ourselves, we feel uncomfortable declining the interruption. So I want you to just notice when you're doing that. I want you to notice that when that person comes up to chat with you and you were planning to do something else, you literally don't have to chat with them. And you may have all these thoughts like, that's not polite. I don't want them to get the wrong impression. I don't want them to feel bad. I want you to look at all of that sort of mental baggage you have around this situation because it is literally not a big deal. The person probably doesn't care. And even if they do care, so what? Like if you have decided ahead of time that making that investment of time in yourself and something you want to do is going to help you out and let you show up better the rest of the day, I say more power to you. I say go for it and you know yourself best, you know what you need best, feel empowered to take action to take that. I guarantee it. you will get through that process, that discomfort, and you'll be so glad on the other side. It really is not a big deal. So that's the first point I want to make, that it takes two to get interrupted. You are just as much a part of the interruption as the person, quote unquote, interrupting you. The next thing that I want to talk about is our idea that getting interrupted is a problem. So interruptions bother us because we think they shouldn't happen. When my kids interrupt me at night, I think it's quiet playtime right now. They shouldn't be noisy and running downstairs and interrupting me and breaking things and needing me to go upstairs, I think none of that should be happening. And so when those interruptions occur, they really irk me because that's not how it should be going. But I think that's where I'm wrong. I think all of those interruptions actually should be happening. 
Now, how do I know that? How that? How do I know that I should be getting interrupted by my kids at 8 p.m.? I know that because my kids interrupt me at 8 p.m. That happens. That is what is happening. That is how it should happen. I have certainly <laughs> tried to control my children's behavior and you know, certainly I'm going to set expectations and keep working with them. But do I have complete control over my kids' behavior and them interrupting me? No, I for sure do not. And so how much easier would it be if I could let go of this idea that I shouldn't be interrupted? And that goes with my kids and at work. Because what happens is when I get interrupted and I think this shouldn't be happening, this interruption shouldn't be happening, this is a problem, how do I feel when I think that and I'm getting interrupted? I feel frustrated. I feel irritated. Um, My actions are to kind of fume and maybe even to snap at someone or to, you know, maybe I, maybe I, I'm nice about the interruption that happened, but then later in the day, that kind of pent up tension comes out somewhere else. It doesn't help me at all to get irritated by the interruption. And again, I'm a total work in progress on this. I, I was writing this outline last night. I was literally at this point in the outline and I wrote, as I type this, kids just started crying and it is totally bugging me and feels hopeless to finish this podcast outline. So again, my brain still kind of goes there in the moment. But what this work is about is about noticing your brain going there and saying, hey, what if I'm wrong? What if I'm wrong that kids shouldn't interrupt their parents after bedtime? What if they should be doing that? What if my kids should be doing this right now? And what if it's no problem? And I started adopting this thought probably about a year ago, getting interrupted is no problem. That's my little mantra at home and at work. And again, it's not like I can always access it immediately, but I notice my brain going there. I notice myself getting irritated and I sort of interrupt myself and remind myself getting interrupted is no problem. Because what's so surprising to me and so awesome to me is that The interruption itself, the other person saying words to you, is not what is causing your pain in this situation. It's not even what is causing the drain of your energy or your focus. Really what's draining you in that situation and what makes it a painful situation for you are just your thoughts that it shouldn't be happening and how those thoughts make you react. That's what takes us out of focus. That's what truly distracts us. And that's what makes us feel so negative. So if we can change our thought about getting interrupted and change it to something more like getting interrupted is no problem or kids should interrupt their parents or people should IM me and interrupt me, then we can start to have a different perspective on it. And not just having a different perspective on it in the moment, but you can also start to adjust your plans and your expectations for the day around that. So now when I plan my day at work, instead of just fuming and getting frustrated by all the unexpected things that come up, I just say unexpected things are supposed to come up and it's no problem for them to come up. I'm going to set a plan for the day that assumes that a bunch of unexpected interruptions will come up. And I'm going to set myself a reasonable plan to complete around those interruptions. 
So I really want you to get curious about the idea of maybe interruptions should be happening. Maybe you should get interrupted. And again, going back to the first thing we talked about, you still have the choice. It's not like you have to react to every interruption. It's not like you have to respond to every interruption. But maybe the interruptions themselves are no problem at all. They're just fine. And you can kind of tweak your mindset around that. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk about is interruptions as being our protection. I know this sounds weird because we tend to view interruptions as this negative thing that are holding us back from doing what we want. But I actually think interruptions can serve as a real convenience in our lives in this kind of comfortable way to avoid doing hard things. And if you have ever set aside time, just like I was talking about earlier, Um, Set aside half an hour at the beginning of the day to get through your inbox and plan your day. It's amazing when you set aside that time for something, um, how suddenly there's all these interruptions and there's all these distractions. And I think part of that is because doing the work of making a habit of cleaning out your inbox and planning your day, that's actually harder and more uncomfortable than getting interrupted. So it's almost like getting interrupted while it feels like an annoyance and something that we don't want. I think sometimes we almost um, we almost throw ourselves into those interruptions wholeheartedly as a distraction to avoid doing the hard stuff, to avoid doing the hard things, to avoid feeling our feelings, feeling negative emotion and to avoid doing things that make us feel exposed or uncomfortable. Another example I'll give there, so one of those examples would be just having focused time to clean out your inbox. You get to that time and you don't really want to do it, and suddenly there's other interruptions that are happening that are more urgent, and oh, you'll just go deal with those instead. Another thing is spending quote-unquote quality time with your kids, like Again, it sounds like this nice thing. I really want to have more quality time with my kids. But, and my kids are little. They're three, five, and eight. And I love them. They're awesome. Sometimes, though, when we play Clubhouse for the millionth time, I get to that quality time with my kids. And I'm like, this is actually kind of hard. My <laughs> natural way of being and doing things is not to play endless rounds of Clubhouse. And so all of a sudden it's like, oh, I better go check on the laundry or, oh, my husband needs something. And voila, there's your interruption to kind of take you out of that situation that, yeah, you want, but when you're actually in it, it's kind of hard and uncomfortable. So that's another thing I think is really interesting to notice. How are you almost like... um, encouraging these interruptions to come on just for convenience. And one of the biggest ways that I think that we do this is interrupting our own life's purpose. I cannot tell you how many times I have stopped and started Life Simply Better. Um, And I actually bought the domain back at the beginning of 2016. So basically three years ago, I bought the website. I bought the domain for the website, lifesimplybetter.com. I didn't start the podcast until three months ago. I stopped and started many times before then. 
And it was always something that I really wanted to do, but was also really uncomfortable and made me feel really exposed. Talking into a microphone and then just sharing this podcast with people. Again, it's like this idea that I'm like, oh, that would be great. But when I actually get to doing it, I'm like, this is really uncomfortable. And so what I did was I had this plan to, you know, do the website and do coaching. But what do you know, all these interruptions came up, you know, family life is really busy right now, or I just took on this new role at work. So I guess I'll, I'll interrupt what I'm doing with Life Simply Better to focus on this other thing. And it, it always felt very real and very convincing at the time, like, oh, of course, I wouldn't have time to do the website right now because of all these other interruptions in my life. But it really was for me just an excuse to not have to expose myself and and make myself vulnerable in this way. And so I would love for you to even think about on that larger scale, what are you interrupting yourself on? What's that thing that you know you're interested in doing that you would love to do that you're interrupting yourself on? And as soon as you get started and it gets a little bit uncomfortable, you kind of find that reason, that interruption that Um, is a good reason for you to stop moving forward, just to avoid the discomfort of really following your purpose. Think about that a little bit too. Think about how you're interrupting yourself, how you're interrupting your own purpose. So creating a life of interruption is in some ways the easy way out, right? What are you avoiding by being constantly interrupted? And again, even last night, you know, I, I mentioned in my, my outline how the kids were starting to um, get really rambunctious upstairs and I was feeling like I was never going to get the outline done. But honestly, I don't like doing podcast outlines. And so it was, again, it was kind of like, oh, can I use this interruption as an excuse to avoid doing this? And it was really tempting to do that. But I didn't. I recognized what was going on. I thought, you know, interruptions are no problem got the kids settled, came back, finished my outline. And I'm so glad I did because now I got to record this podcast with you guys, right? So just to recap, I've talked all about interruptions, everything you could want to know about interruptions, and recapping the main points that we talked about. The first point was that it takes two to get interrupted. You always have a choice. Other people can come up in your space say something, IM you, email you, you always have a choice in how you respond. You can also change your physical location. You can tell people that you can't talk right now. Those are all options. We feel uncomfortable doing that when we've set aside time for ourselves and then we deny an interruption. But it's so worth it to practice doing that, you guys, and it's not a big deal. It's totally fine to tell someone that you can't talk right now. The other thing that we talked about was the idea that maybe getting interrupted is no problem. It's a problem for us because we think getting interrupted shouldn't happen, but it does. And so what if we could let go of that belief that it shouldn't happen, let go of that irritation, and just go about our business knowing that that's going to happen, set our plans, knowing that we are going to get interrupted and that we can move through that 
What really makes us distracted and lose focus when we get interrupted is kind of our thoughts and our fuming about it, not the interruption ourselves. So if we can change those thoughts, we can change our experience of being interrupted. And finally, we talked about how interruptions serve as a type of protection. They protect us from doing the hard things, the uncomfortable things in life. And sometimes they protect us from having to become vulnerable by pursuing what we really feel like is our purpose in life. And so that's a great thing to look at too. You know, again, what's your part in creating these interruptions? What are the choices that you do have? And will you choose a life... um, where you allow the interruptions to happen, but you also allow yourself to stay focused on what really matters to you. That is a wonderful approach to take. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. I hope this gave you some ideas and some some practical ideas to try out next time you get interrupted. You have a lot of options to try out. So I encourage you to just experiment, see what works for you, share back with me what's working for you, what you found helpful here. You can always email me at zoe, Z-O-E, at lifesimplybetter.com. And I'm doing some free coaching in February. So if you're interested in that, just send me an email or go to lifesimplybetter.com forward slash coach, C-O-A-C-H, and you can sign up for a free session. Have a wonderful week, everyone. I will talk to you again next Tuesday. 